Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. You, you, you can take your seat. Yeah, today it, it, it might be all like that mixed up. Eh? Um, <laughs> Hallelujah. It will be like that. So I was saying to you that uh, uh, one of the major subjects of, my, of First Nation to me has always been the subject of prayer. And today I just wanted us to talk, um, to talk about prayer. And, and I know that many of us, um, the lights are too much. If you see me closing my eyes, it's, it might not be the spirit, it might be the lights. <laughs> Um, I know that many of us have heard a lot about prayer or a number of conversations about prayer. And today I just felt I wanted to, I wanted us to talk a little bit more about it. Uh, because in my journey of prayer, I, I remember when I just started out, I knew, I knew in my heart of hearts that uh, uh, prayer was important. Prayer was critical. My mother was very instrumental in uh, teaching me and, and helping me at least realize the importance of prayer. So when, when the Lord laid a hold of me, uh, is it okay if I came down here? Uh, for those people who are up, you'll be seeing me. I want to be near. Uh, Thank you. This is better. I feel we, we can talk. So when I got to know that it's uh, such an important thing, I wanted to pray. I really wanted to pray. My challenge was I did not know how to pray. But I knew that... Uh, I had to pray. I loved prayer. But I just did not know how to pray. And so, uh, I remember I would observe my mother. She would get on her knees or sit in a corner and she would get lost in prayer. And I desired for that. And so, I would get a timer, a clock, and I would put it there and I would say it and say, today I'm going to pray for 15 minutes. In my young mind, 15 minutes was quite a long time. And so I would set my clock and I would say, I'm going to pray for 15 minutes. And I would pray and pray everything I know that is in my head and it feels like I've prayed for such a long time. And I would like, yeah, I've made this 15 now and I would look at the clock and it's three minutes. <laughs> so I came up with another tactic. I said, surely if I made a list of 20 items to pray for, I click I really can pray for 20 items in 15 minutes. So, I made a list. I would make a list. And I would go one item by item. Item by item. And I would pray. And I would pray. And I would pray. And I would pray. And the list would go. Phew. 20. 
You didn't get it. And I'll check. And I've used five minutes. So, but I was not to be outwitted because if I set my mind on doing something, I wanted to do it, I would do it. So I came up with another tactic that I think really helped me a lot. And the tactic was, if I prayed for everything that I thought I needed to pray for, and still had a lot more time to go, then I would begin to pray that the Lord teaches me how to pray. So I would pray, set my clock for 15 minutes, five minutes, I'm done with my list. I didn't give up my list. I'm done with my list. Then I would start saying, Lord, teach me how to pray. 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 And then I'll remember, oh, you didn't pray for your mother. Okay. Now, Lord, I pray for my mother. Thank you for my mother. She's a very good woman. Amen. Teach me how to pray. Teach me how to pray. Teach me how to pray. Then I'll remember, oh, you need to pray for your headmaster. Yes. Let me pray for my headmaster. I was still in school, so I did that. I think I'm no longer at that point. Over the years, I've learned some things concerning prayer. And one of the things that I've learned concerning prayers is that prayer has levels. And I want to talk to you a little bit about I don't think these are all the levels, but that's, this is what I know for now. That prayer is going to be in three, on three levels. It's going to be on three levels. And the first level of prayer uh, is actually the most common level of prayer. Um, I really believe even at this level, the Lord hears your prayers and sometimes oh, answers your prayers. But it is the starting level and I wouldn't advise that you stay there. But it, it's, I call it the flesh level. Don't hate that word for now. But it really... It's that level where the, 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 the prayer starts, the prayer is out of, it's, it's a fleshly prayer. It's out of your flesh. And this is how it really looks like. You know that we know that we need to pray. And so that prayer arises out of you, the know, knowing that you have to pray. And be careful because for many of us, that have spent a lot of time in church, we have learned certain mannerisms and certain prayers and certain ways. So if I just came to uh, Deno here and say, hey, Deno, how are you? Would you please pray for me? Deno would immediately begin praying for me, right? Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to pray for my brother here. He has asked me that I should pray for him, so I pray that he will receive whatever is on his heart in the name of Jesus. Amen. I prayed for you. You get that? Hey, we, we're going to have food. A lot of the food, the food prayer you pray. Who, how many of you, and there are some, but not many of us, put any thought in the, food, in the prayer we are going to pray for. Like you're going to have food, so you pray. Uh-huh. Father, we bless this food in the name of Jesus. Amen. You prayed. Right? And... A lot of the fleshly prayers, the Lord could answer those prayers and you don't even realize that he has answered a prayer you prayed. Because 
when you were praying that prayer, it was more because that's what you do. Oh, you wake up in the morning, well, you know, you don't go out of the house without praying. So you kneel down, say, Father, thank you for today and bless that day. Amen. I saw I'm off. Uh, sometimes it's longer than that, but it comes out of a place of familiarity, a place of uh, I know what I should do, so I do it. It comes out of a habit, but not really necessarily out of an inner place in you that we're going to look at on the third level. The second kind of prayer, or the second step or stage of prayer, is what I would call the soulish prayer. My soul cries out to you, O Lord. And a soulish prayer is a bit subtle and deceptive because in many cases, the soulish prayer arises out of a place of emotion. You are going through something. You have had an experience. You see, you did not expect it, but yesterday when you checked the results of your P7 student, the, the, the young man had scored six. And that night you could not, in fact, you went to pray, Father, I thank you. Oh, my God, my God, my God. Oh, You were excited. To, that, you, 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 you prayed a prayer that you have never prayed before. Because you have seen the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. and I will worship you. I will give you. So it's coming mostly out of a place of emotion, it is, you have, they've fired you. And guess where you end up? In church. Father, Father, you are my fighter. You are my hiding place. You are my rock. A thousand shall fall on my side and ten on my right. Ah. Mm, this also will work out for my good. This also will work out for my good. But really, what is driving the prayer is not the spirit, but it is you are going through something. You have experienced something. There is an anguish of the soul. An anguish of the heart. And so your prayer is circumstantial. You, if the Lord doesn't come through for you, you are done. Right? And I'm not saying that that is a necessarily wrong way of prayer. Because the Lord answers. And many times in his mercy and his grace, he will look and consider the tears and the things. And, and All right. He'll take care of it. But all I am saying about it is that it is a lesser level of prayer. Many times, many people, especially for us who are in Pentecostal circles, that is 
the kind of prayer that we praise a lot. Like we see the guy who is so emotional and uh, yeah, we are like, ha, prayer warrior, prayer warrior. And I'm not saying that being emotional in prayer is wrong. Because when we come to God, we come with the whole of us. Praise the Lord. But we are asking and we are questioning the origin. Where is that place that is sending you to the place of prayer? So in my flesh, I had my lists, right? I had uh, my mechanism. I have my methodology. In my soul, the circumstances I'm going through drive me. You know, we know of people who, when everything is going well, they are ha. They are the most spiritual. And when everything is going terrible, then they don't know about this God. And the other way also. There, we know of a lot of people who, if when everything is going well, it's time to party. It's like you don't, you, like you even come to a place of prayer and you ask, like, how oh, about now what should I pray for? Everything is okay. Right? Until you hit a thing that in order for the Lord to catch your attention again, you have to hit a thing that then you come with you see this thing, eh? Now it's you who can handle Now, but the next level of prayer is where I would like us to come up to. For we do not know how to pray as we ought to pray. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be put in words. And the third level of prayer is praying in, by, with the Spirit. And I use those prepositions because Whenever in the scriptures you find praying with, praying by, or praying in the spirit, it's the same preposition that cannot translate very well in English, in the English language. But it is the same preposition that combines the ideas of I am praying with, I am praying by, and I'm praying in the Spirit. And I know the moment we say those words, the staunch charismatics immediately run into tongues. And then you have, you have to ask yourself then, is praying in the Spirit is it really relegated to only those that speak in tongues? How about those that have the spirit but don't yet speak in tongues? Can't they pray within and by the spirit? Is the instruction that we should pray with the spirit a reserve of those that have been gifted 
And I would say, no. And I would say, the man and the woman who has learned to pray with by in the spirit has learned what, we've, what I would call the listening prayer. Therefore, brethren, building yourselves up in your most holy faith. Praying in with by the Spirit. There are people who have had the experience, or, and I know there are a number of people here, You've had the experience of, you knew you had all these matters and all these things to pray about. And, and you said, I will go into the presence of God. And, and you went into the presence of God and an hour went by or two went by. And you, you, you came out, you knew, you knew, I have prayed. I've been with the Lord, but none of the things that you thought would actually have taken you, have you even touched or mentioned? You're like, okay, Lord, we'll, I'll, we'll deal with that tomorrow. But you've spent an, you've, an amount of time in his presence. Anybody has ever experienced that, knows that? I believe that's one of the highest places of prayer that we ought to learn and come into. It's praying by the Spirit. Now, of course... If you pray in tongues, it helps a lot. Because what tongues will then do, they will move you from the soulish place into the spiritual place. But you know, there are also men who pray in tongues but remain in the soulish realm. But the man that, when I use man, I'm meaning man and woman, right? I just don't want to repeat myself. But the woman who prays in the spirit. Is she that has learned to come to a place of calming themselves and listen. Before they begin to utter the words that they call prayer. The man who will pray in the spirit, who will go to that level of prayer that I've called the listening prayer, the, the spiritual prayer, is the man and the woman who has who, who learns to come to a place where they can calm their soul Calm their flesh and listen before they open their mouth to speak to the one who is bigger than they can imagine. Stronger than they can tell. More powerful than the powerful. When you go in the presence of the mighty one. What is it that you can say that isn't utter foolishness? When you stand before the author of life, What is it that you bring to that table that isn't just stupidity? And so when Isaiah got to that place, you know what he said? 
When Isaiah got to that place, he's like, who is me? For I'm a man of unclean lips. And so this period of time, you've taken fasting and praying and waiting on the Lord. My assignment for you, to you, or my assignment that has brought me here tonight, is to, to help you come to that place where your prayer is no longer simply just you coming and just bringing whatever words you're bringing before the Lord, but that you will come to a place where you can listen to the Spirit and let the wind and the current of the Spirit lead you and to that place of prayer where what you pray is not simply your mind, but rather the mind of God. Where there is an agreement, there is a oneness between he who is in you and he whom you have approached. Because they are the one and the same and he sits in you. And for you to come to a place where you begin to Tap into what is he saying and, and let him move you to the place where the pronouncements of your lips now are pronouncements of the spirit. That's why one of the biggest I will call it weapon for lack of better words or assets of your prayer life is your worship. Assets is your worship. Because when you worship, you begin to take all the focus off of you and you place all the focus on him. And when you start to place all the focus on him, he begins to feel to feel you. He begins to reveal himself to you. And he begins to reveal his mind to you. And then you can offer back what is his mind. For who knows the mind of man but the man, but the spirit of the man in him. And therefore, who knows the mind of God, but the spirit of God. And he gets from what is of the Father. You get it? Because, listen, before you stepped into the place of prayer, Jesus was already praying for you. The Spirit was already interceding for you. And so what is his mind? All right. Deno has asked me to pray for him. But how should I pray for him And in which way should I pray for him? 
Because the most effective prayer I am going to pray for, the, for Dano is the prayer that the Spirit of God is praying for him. And so in the moment that my brother asks me to pray for him, I have to be able to listen. So that as I offer up a prayer that I'm offering for him, it's not simply a prayer out of my mind. It is arising out of the spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said I wanted to have a conversation. And so, I would like to, to hear just a few of you as you hear some of what I'm saying to you tonight. What is arising to you? Because I hear questions and I see gaps and so, where is that gap for you? And you, you can feel free to say, hey, from what I'm hearing, here is what I'm seeing, a gap. And I can see if I can help to fill that gap for you today. Anybody? Alex, um, I'm so sorry because I, it's not really Please a don't gap. Please don't be sorry. Okay. It's not a gap or a question, but as you were teaching at some point, I had very distinctly the room going holy, holy, holy. But I believe God was confirming what you're saying, that he is holy and set apart from everything that we know that's normal. And he is holy, holy, holy. For me, my question is, how do you cover that gap where you're praying in tongues, but in a solid... Yes. Because yeah, when you're praying in tongues and you're in a solid, you can feel it because you feel like yes. you're not connecting. You feel like there's a wall you're hitting. Yes. Um, and so, uh, first of all, uh, as I come into your question, I will say this. One, it is actually quite a bit harder to come into the place that I'm talking about in a gathering such as this if you have not learned to do what I'm talking about in your private place of prayer. Make sense? And so, in a gathering such as this, one of the ways that I've found quite effective is to start to speak in tongues. And a number of people have a hard time just starting to speak in tongues because they feel there has to be a certain way you feel before you begin to speak in tongues. And my question usually to those is, listen, tongues is a language. Yes, it's the language of the spirit. But if when you're going to speak English, do you first kind of feel a certain way? And now, okay, now I've spoken English, let me feel a certain way, and then you start Lunyankore. No, you just, you just do it. And so, you start and you speak in tongues. But the thing about speaking in tongues. The Bible says, he who speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself, but the mind 
is unfruitful. Like you, the mind doesn't understand what you're saying, but your spirit begins to be built up. So you've got to pay attention as you begin to, as you pray in tongues, instead of letting your mind just wander in all these different places, begin to pay attention to what is happening to your inner man and to your inside. And as you begin to pay that attention, you'll begin to feel, or you begin to hear, you'll begin to sense a billowing. You'll begin to sense a movement where your soul begins to catch up with what is happening in your spirit. And in fact, as that happens, you even begin to feel a shift in the tongues. Now, for, for those of you who have just started this journey, have never gotten onto the journey of speaking in tongues, just see the many that are nodding their heads who have had that experience and just know you are coming for it too. Hallelujah. Yeah, I don't know if that helps. Um, thank you. My gap is when everyone is speaking in tongues. Yes. And um, there's no one interpreting the tongues. Mm. So I understand that when I speak in tongues, I edify myself and my yeah. mind is not edified and those who are hearing are not edified because they can't understand what I am praying. Mm. But when you were teaching, it took me back to the last year or the day of prayer. Right at the back here, I don't know who was leading, but they said speaking tongues. And again, my, my mind said the gap, Olga. The gap of, I'm not even going to hear what my neighbor is saying. But I started speaking tongues. And along the way, I had God's Spirit tell me, speak in your mother tongue. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know how to pray in my mother tongue. But for another, you know, five minutes, I was praying in my mother tongue. And then the guy who was sitting next to me, he was from somewhere else. He was not a worship harvester. But he interpreted word for word what I had prayed but I still have that gap when we're corporately praying in tongues yeah um, I've, I I understand that gap and it's more of a theological question than a, more of just a prayer question uh, here is how I reconcile that that the tongues that ought to be interpreted up, the prophetic tongues, like I can't come and preach to you in tongues. You won't be able to understand anything. If I come and prophesy to you in tongues, uh, you won't be able to understand anything. But when I'm praying, when we are praying, you don't, you don't need to listen to my prayers. In fact, sometimes I do it deliberately. I don't want you to hear what I'm praying, so I speak in tongues. Because I don't want you to understand what I'm praying. Why? It's not. Of your business but when I am prophesying to you then I ought to interpret what I'm saying to you but what I'm talking about is we are talking with God and we want to build our spiritual muscle that we can listen and hear God speak because what you need for any prayer item you might come with what you need in any prayer moment is really not your prayer you don't need your prayers what you need is divine intervention what you need is God is mine praise the Lord and, and so I, I, we You've got to quieten yourself to be at a place where you can listen and it be God, not you. Yes. Um... I used to think that praying in the spirit is praying in tongues, but you seem to suggest that it's not because there are people who may not have received the gift yet, 
Um, so please expand on that because you sort of asked a question, but you didn't answer it or you didn't complete mm -hmm. what you meant by that, that is praying in the spirit only about praying in tongues. Mm. And, and so praying, that's why I use praying in, with, and by the spirit. Is not entirely so praying in, the, in tongues is praying in the spirit, right? Uh, but it does not exhaust it. What praying in the spirit really is, is that the spirit of God is praying through, with, and for you. With you. You're praying by the spirit. You're being carried by the Spirit, into the place of prayer. Now, that means that the origin of my prayer is not simply myself, my mind, or my circumstances. But the origin of my prayer is the Spirit of God. Now, Everyone that confesses Jesus as Lord and Savior has got the Spirit of God. And because you have got the Spirit of God, it means you have the ability to pray by the Spirit of God because the Spirit of God in you is praying for you. And if you listen carefully, you will know the mind of Christ. Uh, here is where I came to reconcile that. Because I met some men that are mightily used by God, quite spiritual men, but don't speak in tongues. Men like Rick Warren don't speak in tongues. Men like Andy Stanley don't speak in tongues. Uh, I, I've, I've met a few more. Francis Chan wrote a mighty book on the Holy Spirit and the relationship he has with the Holy Spirit so much that uh, even some people in his circles dismissed him as a charismatic but he doesn't speak in tongues. He's still praying for that gift he says. That's what he, that's what he says. Um, and, and so, yeah, you can pray in the spirit without necessarily speaking in tongues. However, it becomes much easier and so easy when you can speak in tongues. Thank you, Pastor Alex. Um, I just had a light bulb moment. Yes, please. This is from John chapter 7. The Gospel of John from verse 16, verse 17. He says, from, let me start from 16. It says, and Jesus answered them and said, my doctrine is not mine, but his who sent me. If anyone wills to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine, whether it is from God or whether I speak on my own authority. And I, it, it took me back to the creation of the world that God, by speaking and exhibiting his authority, was able to speak words that brought things into being. Now, there is nothing that we can do without God in us. And therefore, all authority that we have to speak or act on anything, it is because that authority is given to us by the God who is in us. And therefore, if we try to do anything, speak words or anything that are outside the God that is within us, it will not see the light of day. Because there is no authority behind that. Because all our authority comes entirely from God. And so when you talk about praying in, with, by the Spirit, what is actually happening is the God within us is speaking to the God, who is, you said it, the God within us is speaking to the God who we approach. And so the authority that is being exhibited is not ours. 
But it is the authority of God. And that's why you begin to see things happen. And that's what it makes the, if, that's where the effectiveness of prayer lies. The effectiveness of prayer does not lie in the amount of words you say. But the weight of the words that you say. And that weight does not come from you. It comes from the spirit. You will cry as many tears as you might cry. But it has to have weight. For it to be effective. All right. I'm going to give you an exercise. Oh, yes. So, what I had when you were preaching was... Talking. Okay. (laughs) That prayer is not getting God ready to do your will. Or answer your, you know, request. But it's getting you, yourself, ready to do his will. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 Now, um, the fastest way to get to that place, like I said, is through worship. It's through worship. You worship. Now when I speak, when I say that, I can hear somebody say, but I don't know how to sing. I'm not saying singing. I'm saying worship. Um, So, I want to give you an exercise that I would like for you to try out. And we do it we do it in church a lot, but very, f- very few people actually realize that it is what is happening. We, we've, we, it has happened here tonight, uh, but I don't know how many of us actually carry it into our private closets. That many times in church, we come from a place of worship into prayer. And so you find when you're at church, it's kind of easy for you to pray. Like you, 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 when you, after they've sung that song and you, 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 you're like, that song hit me at a prayer. And it took me someplace. Took me in the spirit. Right? That is what you need every day. Because if you are able to have that, in your personal closet, I am telling you, when you walk out of that closet to come to another place of prayer, that will carry with you. That is where the effectiveness of even ministering to others comes because you are not just ministering out of your flesh and out of the things you've already known and crammed or because you are touched by that situation, but you are ministering out of the spirit. And so here is the exercise. You already know it. It is simple, but it is powerful. Before you ever start in a session of prayer, especially if you are alone, sit. Calm yourself. Quiet yourself. And start with speaking words that don't point to you, don't point to your circumstance, don't point to anything that you think is critical, but point to God. That speak of his greatness, his bigness, his awesomeness, his power, who he is. And don't stop until you've been carried to the place where you know I am in his presence. 
and begin to listen to, then how should I pray for this? And you'll begin to be surprised by how you thought you should pray for your child this way. And the spirit is like, yeah, pray this way. And when we say the spirit is like, it, you will just, it'll, it comes as a knowing. You know what to do when you would not have known what to do. You know what to pray. And you're also surprising yourself that you should be praying or that you're praying in that line. But it is because you're being carried. Now, if you're not the kind that does the silent thing, because not all of us are, it is one of the reasons uh, I, I asked him to stay. Place in some worship. Worship melodies. And first of all, just be in that place where your mind is singing along. Or worshiping along. And tendering. Until you can come to a place where you can put your own words to it. And for those of us who already speak in tongues, let the worship flow and then start the tongues in that course. And then you'll begin to realize God moving you and moving your heart and leading you into the place of prayer. May the Lord bless you. Forgive me. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555. 